guys, welcome to the Rooted TCK podcast, where we unpack the pressures of TCK life to grow deeper in faith, friendships, and confidence that God cares about every part of our stories. I'm your host, Michelle Ellis. And I'm your co-host, Colton Schrader. And we just want to thank you for joining us in today's conversation. Hope you enjoy it. What's going on, LAC? My name is Jacob Jester. I'm a TCK MK raised in West Africa, and I'm coming to spend some time with you at your MK retreat in Waxahachie, Texas here in just a few weeks. I'm believing that in that retreat, we're gonna see God do some amazing things in your life, through your life. We're gonna spend some time with each other. We're gonna play some games. I hope we're gonna eat some good food. I cannot wait to meet you guys. I look forward to it. Let's go. Hey everybody, this is Colton Schrader coming to you on The Rooted TCK from Ohio this time. And we have a special episode for you because it is Christmas time and I'm here with my family. So we just celebrated uh, our Christmas and uh, we are hanging out and enjoying being together. And we thought this would be a good time to uh, crank out a podcast and uh, just show you guys a little bit of like an exclusive look into what Schrader family life looks like. So if you guys could... Exclusive. Exclusive. It's exclusive. (laughs) So if you guys could go around, I'm with my siblings right now, and if you could introduce yourself, some of you, uh, a lot of you, ironically, at this point in time, it's kind of funny, you know, they'll know Will and Abby more. Yeah. Um, But... Uh, yeah, but we're all MKs and we all grew up in Peru. So go ahead and introduce yourselves real quick for, for the listeners. Uh, hi, my name is Will and I am the uh, third youngest. Hi, I'm Abby and I am the youngest. Hi, I'm Hannah Baird, once Schrader, and I'm the oldest. We have one, uh, one non-Schrader anymore. <laughs> She's now a Baird and we are very Probably. happy Probably. that she is a Baird. Yeah. So... Hey, so we, uh, we thought this would be a good opportunity because we rarely have so many people who grew up so close together and, um, and have the ability to speak from kind of the family perspective of what it was like to grow up on the field. So I was excited to hear from you guys. Hannah and I grew up uh, actually partially in the United States, and I was nine when we left. Hannah was 11 or 12. Yeah. And um, and when we went through language school, but Will and Abby were teeny tiny little <laughs> little people, and uh, we call Abby our Cabbage Patch doll because she looked like a Cabbage Patch doll when she was a baby. She was, and she was, um, uh, she's really thinned out. And so, <laughs> and, and welcome to the family episode. <laughs> Yes. Uh, no she, longer chubby. Yeah, just so you know, she <laughs> lost all of her baby weight. So. Yeah, I used to you. say she had four cheeks. Like, she did. When she was a baby, she did top, have four two cheeks. Two on the bottom and like some chubby. It was extremely cute. It was awesome. Oh, yeah. So, Abby, I want to hear from you. What do you think is different about the way that you grew up from the way that Hannah and I grew up? Do you think that there's any differences in the way that you think about Peru and now maybe even Venezuela because we have a lot of Venezuelans in Lima yeah. that you you hang out with a lot and 
So tell me a little bit about your perspective. What do you think? Are there any differences or do you think it's roughly the same experience? Yeah, um, so I went to Peru when I was two. And um, so I basically grew up there and I've only really ever spent a couple of years in the States. So I would say that the my experience on the field has been really just a lot more, um, I guess, involved in the culture and in the language and in the people. Um, and I don't really know as much of the culture in in the States as um, my siblings do, I would say, because they had half of their childhood in the States. So um, it, I would say it's, it's different, but um, with their help, you know, coming back, um, for itineration, it's, uh, it's a real help having them kind of guide me through, um, what they already know and what their experiences were, um, coming back also. And they kind of helped me kind of get reaccustomed to the culture here. That's really interesting. I, I like that point that you brought up that I think there, are, you know, you got these pros and cons to both sides and obviously we all know that, but Abby's talking about this, you know, her understanding deeply the Latin American culture and Peruvian culture, but then coming back to the States and Hannah and I, who both really love Peru and, and grew to become Peruvian in a lot of ways, but not as fully probably as Abby did just because, you know, she was, she was so little when we got there, but now we have this ability, you know, Hannah to, to now understand American culture too, on a deeper level and, as siblings to kind of offer that in yeah. this like this this learning process. Yeah. I would say that you and I probably a little bit more me just cuz I was I mean you were like 10 when we moved 9 or 10 mm-hmm. um out of the states. I would say that we are Americans by nature and Latinos by choice. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. That's Abby a good quote. Will are Latinos by nature, especially Abby, like knew nothing different. Will was pretty young too. I mean, he didn't know any. Yeah, yeah he could. I'm, 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 I was just old enough to have some memory moved. of it, but very, very little. Yeah. 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 So, Will, I'm curious if there's a distinction between. So we talk a lot about MKs that that were born in the United States and went to the field later on, but we don't. And, and then we talk about MKs that were born on the field. Um, and we, I think we think of that as the, the, the main differentiating factor between those two camps is, is like where they're born, how long it took them to get to the field. But I have a theory that it might also have to do a little bit with your personality, how well you connect with the culture. And so I'm curious, Will, do you think that your personality is different from Abby's? And has it been harder for you, even though you grew up in the field too, um, do you think it's been the same for you to like the same level of difficulty to accommodate and, and become accustomed to the culture as Abby or has it been, uh, has it been harder for you? Um, well, I de- I'm definitely, I'm very different from Abby. Um, uh, me and Abby have, uh, I think maybe the most, maybe the, the, uh, the most opposite personalities I think out of the four of us. Well, maybe not. I don't know. But at any rate, we're, we're, we go we go at things very differently, um, and uh, uh, there was I do remember times 
thinking to myself like well abby's gonna really thrive in the states whereas i'm gonna just struggle um because uh i'm more introverted and and abby can be very introverted too but uh, uh naturally she's more uh extroverted and um uh and so i remember thinking like man it's gonna be really hard for me to make you know friends and i was gonna walk in the room people were like man i want to be friends with abby i want to be friends with abby <laughs> schrader uh and thinking that but um it didn't always uh work out that way and we both had our different we we both struggled in the united states and in peru but uh in different ways mm. i didn't yeah it didn't occur to me that uh um you can you can be really great at like making friends and uh being liked and popular but uh uh you, you move you move and then you, and then i don't i don't know what what happens yeah. but uh you can just end up with <laughs> uh with no friends Not much, uh, you know? that's something that Hannah and i encountered yeah. where um i often the way that i saw it a lot of times i felt like Hannah had closer friends than i did mm-hmm. but then when we started moving, like I struggled with even, you know, our church friends that we grew up with, I was really close with them and I loved them and I felt like they loved me too, but I always felt like I was on the outskirts of the group and I felt like Hannah was really popular. And I remember being little and thinking about like how popular Hannah was and, and feeling like I was on the outskirts of the group. But then when we started moving, I think it shifted and it became easier for me, at least with our friends at a distance. Well, I'll say this. When we... I wouldn't say it was like when we were moving because we didn't even move that many times together. You know what I mean? Like because mm-hmm. we moved to Costa Rica, and I think that was kind of the same for both of us. Mm-hmm. I mean, in terms mm-hmm. of like we were just trying to figure life out. Yeah. Um, and we lived on like a compound, so like we just kind of all had the same friends. Um, and then when we moved to Peru, we went to school and we we're like at church and different things, and I think. Um, there was more of a, an American presence, I would say, in Mm -hmm. like my grades. And so like, it was easy to make a lot of friends, I feel like. And then when we moved back to the States, I was really still connected with, like, I wanted really badly to still be in Peru Mm -hmm. with the friends that I had made there. (laughs) Um, and you were excited to be back with the friends that you had in the mm-hmm. states right and for me in the states like my closer friends lived kind of like farther away like they were like half an hour away or something like mm-hmm. our friends from our old church i don't know if this is confusing the back and forth but basically when we went back to the states i was dead set on like Going just back. just being depressed <laughs> and like yeah. i was like i just would like i would just look on facebook facebook was a thing at that point and i would just look at the pictures my friends had posted on Facebook and wish that I was in Peru and I would be dreaming about Peru all the time and being back with my friends and you know the the age I was people were starting to like pair off and like date each other and so like all my friends were like dating each other by the time I got back and I was like what like Like I've just been cut out of this whole of all the drama Mm -hmm. and all of like the excitement of new relationships and of like being taught like I didn't know anything I didn't know who was like with who or what was going on and I felt really left out and I because of that I just didn't make friends like in the states very well I had a few friends that the Lord really blessed me with um that were like kind of me even though I was like 
depressed all the time and like angry. Um, but that was a choice that I made. Um, and I may not have seen it that way then, but it it was a choice to be upset. Um, and I think that's like a main, uh, like part your, your situation, your circumstances can affect like how well you make friends and how well you adjust. Right. But also like when you make a choice to try, yeah. And to, to let go of like the things that you might've wanted, um, it makes a huge difference. And I think that's something that I, I've, I've learned um, being older and having to go through that. Yeah. How... <clears throat> Sorry, everybody. I got a sore throat. But... Um, yeah. No COVID. No COVID. Um, how much do you guys think that... Because we have multiple cultures going on here. We have America. We have... Costa Rica, we have Peru, and then we have our family culture. Right. That's in there as well. And and so which I think a lot of people forget about that there's there's that dynamic too. And it contributes very heavily to um how you feel and how you react in in times of trauma and confusion and depression and how do you think that being in our family or being specifically being siblings affected your development as an MK, like within the culture that we were like any time. It could be when we transitioned back to the US or when we went to Peru or like do you think that um how do you think that being a sibling in the Schrader family affected you growing up? Um, I have an answer to this, but I also wanted to say earlier that it might have sounded like I was implying that Abby didn't have any friends in the States. <laughs> that's, not, that's not what I was trying to say at all. I was thinking about what I said. I was like, oh, that might have sounded mean. No, I didn't feel no. like Abby that. always has a lot of friends. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I don't. No. Just kidding. Abby makes, but, Abby makes friends faster than anybody okay. I know. I... Some, I I will say I am introverted, but I am extroverted in in public areas. So I, I, yeah, 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 Yeah. Yeah, I I thrive in in public areas, but sometimes when I'm by myself, I'm like, yeah, this is good. I can just be by myself and chillax for a sec. Yeah, it's a good way to be. Yeah. So so Willie, yeah, tell me your answer. Um, I was gonna say that uh, I can't. There's plenty of times when I look back on uh, my life and I can't imagine, and I tried. I just tried to picture what it would have been like if I was an only child, um, and uh, uh, it like it just doesn't fit. It doesn't make any sense to me. Um, yeah. So, but uh, but what I was gonna say was that uh, even um, and there even when there were periods when I felt very lonely, I didn't have any friends, uh, um, and they were certainly. Certainly, those periods are certainly present. Um, uh, I always had Abby, and yeah. I still have Abby. Um, and uh, and uh, um, you know, and uh, later on, I could always call Hannah and Colton. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just there's three people in this world uh, that uh, um, have an idea of what it's like um, to have experienced the things that I've experienced. Right. And um, you know, there's a lot of times where I'll I'll be talking to Colton or something, and um, uh, and I'll think like, yeah, like, like, 
it's just <laughs> there's so few people that understand what I'm trying to say. Uh, right. That know what it's like to grow up in the school that we did in Peru and uh, and to be, um, uh, you know, a child of of Bill and Lena Schrader. Mm-hmm. And uh, so. And yeah. what I do want to say for those of you who might be only only children is <laughs> we have, you know, we, we talk about family and, you know, we call other missionaries aunts and uncles, you know, and we do that for a reason. I think, you know, shout out to Paul Ferguson and Angela Ferguson and other people that we grew up with on the field in Peru yeah. because um, families are imperfect and they don't always it's not always fun or it's not always easy but the reality is that they're the people that understand you and um and so you know with paul and i uh we were in class together uh in high school and we were friends and you know but i think when we really um got close was in college and it's because uh there were a lot of reasons paul's an awesome guy but one of the big reasons was that, you know, we had Peru to bond over. Right. And um, and there's actually this guy, uh, not in the Assemblies of God, totally out of our circles. He was another missionary kid in Peru. Um, and I really had a hard time with him growing up in high school. He, he kind of bullied me a little bit and, and spoke down to me a lot and would plan parties and invite everyone. And there was a small Christian school. He'd invite all the guys in the school and wouldn't invite me. And if I found out about it, he would change the date just so I couldn't come and just do all sorts of stuff that, that made my life really hard in high school. And I ran into him when I was in college. Uh, he was going to college in the United States, and I ran into him. And um, the Lord had blessed me with really good friends. And we were traveling the country together, shooting pictures for our university newspaper. And um, I'm there with my friends, and I found out, I posted something on Facebook about being at in and out in Phoenix. And we were shooting a... Uh, the Division One Duncan Three Point Tournament uh, tournament there um, at Grand Canyon University, and uh, and I posted something, and he texted me and said, "Are you are you in Phoenix?" And I was like, "Yeah, I, yeah, I'm here for a gig." And he was like, "Oh no way, I live in Phoenix, but I had left my junior year of high school, so I didn't know where anyone had gone." And so, yeah. uh, so I you know we're texting. And I was like, "Well, maybe we grab dinner." You know, and so my buddies and I from Wright State, we all went out to dinner with this guy from uh, from high school, and um, we picked him up in our rental car that the school had gotten us and drove him out to Denny's. And we're sitting there at night, <laughs> and um, he turns out it was at his university, and he didn't even didn't even have tickets to go see it because it was backed out. And um, and but we were talking about the event that we we're shooting at his at Grand Canyon University and all this stuff, and and he told me um, he was like. I, this moment spoke very deeply to me because he was like, um, there's no one here that understands Peru. Aww. You know, and he was like, like, is this guy that we didn't get along with, but he, it was so meaningful to him when I was there because no one knew, right. you know, and he was alone. He didn't have anybody. Yeah. And I had all these people who had come around me and given me support and love and all the stuff, but... You know, but I get there and it turns out all of a sudden this guy that bullied me and we had a really hard time in high school together, we all of a sudden we had this point of connection. And so don't, even the people that are hard to deal with, you know, if you're an only child, I know we're going back to the this point from way back, but like there are people who you grow up with who understand you the way a right. sibling does. 
And um, siblings sometimes fight, you know, and they sometimes have struggles and problems. But um, but in the end, again, there's this point of connection that is, you know, I know you and you know me. And we we had the same circumstances growing up, some of the same struggles. And yeah. and we can we can get through this together. You know, we can we can rely on each other for understanding of, you know, oh, how did you cope? You know, what is it like? You know, do you feel the pain of not being able to eat Lomo Saltado every now and then? You know, and it's little things that are funny, but you feel them, you know. Right. So. This also applies to, like, um, siblings who had one or two of their siblings move out, and they're still on the field. Like, that's going to be me next year. And, um, you know, Hannah moved out when I was eight. Cole moved out when, I don't know. A little older than that. <laughs> like around she, she remembers around the big day. She remembers that. when I know Hannah that because <laughs> Hannah and me are 10 years apart, yeah. so I know that age. But I think Colton moved out when I was around 12 or 11. Um, and, and Will, Will is still living with you. <laughs> but, he, but we're going back on the field next year. And, uh, all of a sudden, um, I'll be an only child for about a year. Yeah. And so um, I'd also like to... Uh, talk about my relationship with uh, Angela Ferguson which um, you know I was very young um, on the field um, and we didn't really connect until we were both in high school but since Hannah was gone and kind of my uh, my kind of mentor kind of my my buddy to talk to when I'm when I'm a bit older she was gone so um, for around two years uh, Angela became that one person where I could just kind of pull aside at school and be like, hey, I'm, I'm having a rough time today, and just kind of mm-hmm. talk to her about what's going on. And since she was in the same mission field and, and she knew what I was going through, I could kind of just talk to her and, you know, and that that kind of connection heals certain wounds that, you know, mm-hmm. it's hurting and your siblings are gone and... You, you have that one person to talk to. Just having somebody who understands. Right. Yeah. And that, that's a, a, a deep connection that, that I think can never really be broken. Mm-hmm. That's a big part of what it means to be in the MK community, right? Is when you go to retreats and stuff and people immediately become friends so quickly right. and it feels like you've got this deep connection because yeah. you're like, oh, finally, so there's unique. someone who just yeah, really gets connection. it, you know? And I think that's kind of what Hannah found with Anthony too a little bit you know Absolutely. we talk and we got Anthony's here listening and and sitting in on the podcast and and um you know but I remember when Hannah started dating Anthony and she had kind of written him off on a couple fronts just for like temporarily I never wrote and, him no, off no hold not, on, not hold writing on, him off on. just give me give me a second I didn't, I didn't, give me a second l- l- let me rephrase so that. I didn't consider him an option yes yeah, that's what I'm talking about. So, didn't consider him an option. But, no, but then there was this moment where you went on the date and you realized that he was a military kid. By the time I was and on the date, I was already like... You were interested, yeah. Yeah, yeah we knew. <laughs> oh, he's an option. I was disappointed. I, I right. pulled, so, let, let, me, let me just okay. explain what happened. So, so, we went on a date and it went really well. Um, I think I talked the whole time. <laughs> I, he, I don't think he had seen Princess Bride and I was really nervous so I just spent the entire time 
reenacting Princess Bride. Like, the entire <laughs> script of Princess Bride. And like I was so nervous and he just like sat there and listened and not that that's like a mark of a good relationship, but um, for the, you know, first date, I was so nervous and I think he was too. And so mm-hmm. anyway, we came back and we were sitting in the car and I was just thinking like, this guy is just great. I have a lot of respect for him. We'd been running in the same circle, so I already knew that I really thought he was a great guy. He was super handsome. And um, I was like, God, but uh, I just wanted like wanted an MK. I wanted somebody who understood me, mm-hmm. um, who understood like just life outside the U.S. Um, and what it is to be in a different culture, even to grow up in a different culture. And I was really bummed. And um, I was kind of just like, you know, having that thought to the Lord, like, if this is what you want, then like, okay, but I kind of wanted something like, I wanted an MK. I wanted somebody who understood. And so I was like, so, um, like, and then I, it dawned on me that I didn't even know where he was from. Mm-hmm. I was thinking like, he's just, you know, from Ohio. And I was like, I actually don't know where he's from. So I was like, so where are you from? And he's like, well, um, I was born in San Antonio, Texas, but actually I've lived in a lot of different places, Guam, uh, Turkey, uh, spent a long time in Hawaii, which is basically not the U.S. And, uh, <laughs> um, let's see, Kansas, Oklahoma. And so, um, I'm missing any countries there. I think that's about it. Yeah. So, um, but he understood it and I was just like, oh, thank you, God. Like, I was like, yeah. I'm marrying this man. No. But, um, it definitely... Well, yes. I was like, yeah. all right. I was like, well, this checks all the boxes, so it's over. I'm done. We're good. Let's wrap this up. Let's get married. No. Um, but, uh, you know, later on, he actually did a year with our parents in Peru. Um, so, anyway, it, it was just really important to me um, that he understood and... Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm really thankful for that. So yeah, well, and that's kind of what I'm talking about. Where and it's I, you know it's funny to to bring him into the context of you know talking about the sibling conversation, obviously. But <laughs> no, but you know you have that there are these people, and typically we talk about them in that way. You know where it's almost like you have these shared experiences, and um, and they see you and they understand you. And Anthony did that for Hannah. You know, and um, and so we are um, we're really blessed to have someone like Anthony to come in. But there's people like that all over, you know. Yeah. And so one of the encouragements that I think we can get from this is if you feel like you're alone, know that um, God might surprise you. You know, there are people out there who might understand you more than, you know, and more than you could guess. Mm -hmm. And um Hannah didn't know how much Anthony was going to get her uh, until she spent time with him. And if you're unwilling to dig a little deeper than the surface with people, then you might find it really hard to become close with anyone. But the reality is when you dig beneath the surface, there are a lot of people who might be closer to you than you think. Yeah. You know, and so... My prayer for you is that uh, you would find the brother or the sister, or in Hannah's case, the husband. <laughs> Preach. Um, <laughs> uh, 
hopefully for most of you a little later on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, uh, that the Lord has, has given you as a friend and as a partner uh, and as someone who sees you because God is faithful to us and he gives us little, uh, he gives us little gifts, you know, of understanding or big, your, or big ones in Hannah's case, you know, but, you know, we talk about this going to the field and coming back, you know, I see things differently and um, I think the Lord, and I talked about this in the first episode, but the one time I went to to play or to watch a game, my roommate's soccer game, and there was a Peruvian guy standing there and I talked to him and, and we were we were just watching the game together and I was speaking to him in Spanish and he turned around and said, you know, where are you from? You know, and all I knew is that he was Latin. I didn't know he was Peruvian, but he's, where are you from? And he's the one that asked me and I was like, oh, I grew up in Ohio. He's like, no, 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 no. Where are you from? I'm like, oh, you know, I lived in Lima <laughs> and he was like, yeah. he's like, oh yeah, makes sense. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. he's like, I heard it in your accent. Yeah. And there's an element of that that goes deep. And that's what I think the sibling love is about, you know, sure. being mm-hmm. seen in that way. Right. But is there, what are one of, one or two, of, any of you can answer this, of your favorite memories from growing up together on an adventure? <laughs> trying to trying to think of any yeah. <laughs> we got some good I'm try, I'm there's, a, there's a lot of, of dirt at this table and everyone's trying to figure out do I start or do I wait to see what they have <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, it's genuinely hard. hard to think of one that doesn't result in me laughing at, at one of you <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh feel free Will uh, no I don't because I know there's uh, there's plenty of ways you guys can retaliate. I'm not sure if I want all the ways that I have on you. I can I can edit it out. <laughs> Tell me your story, and I'll decide whether or not I want it in. Uh, I'm trying. I'm still I'm still thinking of of the good ones. Um, yeah. Well, my my favorite um, one of my favorites is uh, about Will. Um, huh. So maybe he'll tell a story after this. <laughs> but um, when we were in Costa Rica, so we moved to Costa Rica, and Will was like three, I want to say, and Abby was two. Yeah. Um, so we moved there. We were moving out of Costa Rica. So he's probably four at this point. And um, we had to get on a bus and then go to the airport, and we were flying back to the States for Christmas and then to Peru. Oh, I know this nice. Yeah, and Will, poor little guy, was, like, not trying to be woken up at 5 in the morning to get on a bus. And, uh, man, it's so hard. I Shout out to my parents, um, to all missionary parents. The One of the biggest things I've learned growing up is that, like, they've put – up with so much like they did so much <laughs> that's so difficult like I don't know how they survived with all four of us um traveling and moving internationally but anyway mom's trying to wake Willie up get him ready and for some reason he did not want to wear pants <laughs> <laughs> so you can like, put me on the bus so... you can wake me up at five but so help me, do not make me put on pants. <laughs> he was screaming bloody murder. Like, no! Like, it was just funny. Abby was at the stage where she was... She's always been pretty good with, like, traveling and, like, packing up her little stuff. So she was, like, tiny, and she had, like, her, like, Barbie back... Like, roller backpack or something in, like, a blanket. And she's like, I'm ready to go. And Will's just like, I will not 
wear pants. <laughs> like, I think we stuffed I, my Barbies in a cajon or something. That, that was a different trip. Oh, yeah. 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 We did do that. We yeah. stuffed them in my cajon. Yeah. Um, but it was just, I think Willie had to be put on the bus, like, in a diaper. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or his pull-ups oh, yeah. or whatever it was. It was, probably, it was pull-ups at he that point. He had a point. serious blowout in the middle of the airport. Yeah. No. No, I mean like a like a hissy fit. Like, oh, oh yeah. Yeah. No, it just it was it was ongoing. Yeah. yeah. This poor guy. Yeah, he was just overwhelmed. It was yeah. I mean, it's just crazy to put little people through that. They don't handle like waking up at different times from their nap well, and then to have a little guy move internationally. Yeah. One crazy. of one of my favorite things, and I I think growing up in the United States, people have different views of this. It's different culturally, but in Latin America, as a brother, it's your responsibility to watch out for your sisters. Mm. And, like, yep. you've got to. Like, yeah. in the States, it is it is and it isn't. It depends on where you're from and, you know, who your family is. And, you know, and, 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 um, and some sisters view it differently and some brothers view it differently. But, like, in Latin America, like, you know, women will get catcalled a lot. Maybe it's different in the bigger cities and stuff like New York and Boston yeah. and... You know, but it's part of the culture where, you know, we'd be walking down the street in Lima and, um, you know, and, and I'd hear guys catcalling. And as an 11-year-old little dude, I was like, a oh, <laughs> heck no. <laughs> and, you know, I remember very put, protective putting my arm around Hannah, you know, and, and like walking by and like giving him my look, you know, like staring <laughs> him right in the eyes. But there's an element of that that taught me, you know, to view that sibling relationship like differently yeah. you know and, and there's a little bit of you know am i my brother's keeper and in latin america the answer is yes yes you know always yes the answer is always yes but it's right. you know but we learned that uh early on that it's like oh yeah you know like we take care of each other and mm-hmm. um one of my favorite memories is walking uh home from school with abby mm-hmm. and i have a picture of it on my instagram it's really far down but um I uh, I used to go home after school and eat a snack, and then every now and then I would have to walk all the way back to school to pick Abby up. <laughs> <laughs> and so, because Abby was had it worth club it for the snack, and it was worth it for the snack because I would have to sit there at the school hungry if I didn't. Yeah. But you know, it was like a, it was like a mile to a mile and a half to walk to school from the apartment we were in, <laughs> and I walked back and I'd pick up little Abby, and we held hands, <laughs> you know, all the way home, and um. You know, but not very many American brothers would do that. You know, yeah. they wouldn't really hold hands all the way home, but mm-hmm. we did. And you don't even um, have to. It's like, yeah. you know, it's just the the being in a foreign country. Like we always say, we were taught that mm-hmm. you know your siblings are going to be your closest friends, and if you right. don't like embrace that, then you're going to lose out on a, such a blessing in life. Mm-hmm. And I think as a family, we embraced that. And, uh, like, when you're in the States and you're just doing everything, you ride the bus or you do whatever, like, that's not needed. But, yeah, you know, there's a certain aspect of need that, you know, requires you to step in. Of course. Yeah. I, uh, I do remember a time where I had to pick Abby up and all I had was, like, a bike and I didn't want to walk there. <laughs> so I got on the bike 
and I went to pick Abby up to see if we could try to fit two people on the bike. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you picked me up from like a girls' night at a teacher's like apartment, yeah. like a, after like school on Friday or something. Yeah. And uh, and so Abby, we could. Long story short, we could not fit two people on the bike. Yeah. <laughs> I walked down. And he has one bike. I'm like. Where okay, am I? The, am I walking home? Are you riding tried, right next to I tried, me? I tried. I tried. To be, to be fair, I tried to get two bikes there. <laughs> oh my yeah. gosh! <laughs> but it didn't work Good out. Um, and uh, uh, so then, um, so I got Abby, put Abby on the bike, and I just ran home. <laughs> and I was like I was absolutely like, sweating. What are so did not I oh un- underestimated how fast bikes are. I don't know why I thought I could just jog right next to her or whatever. I went but, as slowly as I could. It was yeah, electric. So I was just like, so it was electric bike too. Like, so, oh my god! So I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, that was just. But a um, story. I uh, it, this story goes alongside with like um, Colton and Hannah's walking home like protection kind of story, but. Uh, when, before COVID happened, me and Will um, were, we would ride the bus to and uh, to school and from school back home. And uh, there was always a little tradition going on where when we would go back home, we would, call, I mean, Will would um, ask me, uh, what was the funniest moment of your day? And, um, you know, we would talk on the bus and he would tell me a funny, a funny, uh, joke that he said, his favorite (laughs) joke that he said in class that day. And, you know, those little, um, traditions or, or whatever, those make connections and, and make the, the relationship stronger. And it was always, it was always something sweet to have at the end of the day. And, um, so I always remember, I'll always cherish those memories of walking home after school, um, getting off the bus, and maybe even getting lost, <laughs> getting on the Will. wrong bus. And Will, <laughs> and, and Will always getting us home. <laughs> <laughs> maybe two or one or two hours late, yeah, but we got home morning. eventually. Yeah, <laughs> Will always got us home at 5 a.m. the yeah. next day. <laughs> I, I think um, one of the things that we would like to encourage you to do out of experience from having been where you are and, um, and built lives for ourselves, you know, with Hannah and I here in the States, um, I mean, I had to experience a lot of transition and, and challenges. Um, I think we would all agree that our siblings have become the place where we go for solace and wisdom and advice, um, understanding, you know, and, um, and I want to encourage you, you know, if you don't have, uh, biological siblings, or even if you do, and you struggle to get along with them or, um, or, you know, uh, whatever your situation may be, reach out to your sibling figures. And I want to encourage you especially to become comfortable with sharing your emotions because, um, I think that once you do that, you're going to find out that they're scared to do that as well. And if you can become good at explaining to people what you feel, um, you're going to realize very quickly that you're not alone and that other people have been where you are or maybe they are where you are. Mm -hmm. 
And when you join hands and walk together, uh, you move a lot faster <laughs> and, and, and away from, you know, from the feelings of negativity and depression and anxiety and fear. Uh, when you're joined hands with someone who understands you or at very least is willing to listen to you, um, those things dissipate faster. And, um, and so we want to encourage you to rely on your family and your siblings and the people who love you and understand you. Uh, even, and, and if you haven't found anyone like that yet, then begin looking um, because they're out there. And, uh, but we love you guys and uh, we're thankful for you guys. We're praying for you. So we have our tradition on this podcast uh, that whoever comes on the show has to give us one bucket list item in Latin America. And um, so you can give us uh, give us one of your bucket list things that you got to do. And Anthony uh, can actually chime in on this one too. I feel like I need to sing like "We Are the World" after you gave that. <laughs> we are the world. Just hand, hold hands, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> we are the children. <laughs> anyway. uh, I'll go first because I'm already talking. My bucket Good. list. Um, I really want Michelle to take me to Buenos Aires. <laughs> and <laughs> um, show me all the good places to eat with Anthony and Ella. My own sister has betrayed me. <laughs> no, I've never been to Argentina. Michelle and... claims that we aren't having a competition, but I know deep down inside <laughs> that there is. she's just too nice to say it. Well, but, I don't want you to show me Argentina. Been, have been, you been to Argentina? No, I've never been to Argentina. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I kind of well, why don't we all go to say that Michelle? on the podcast. we got to rip Peru. <laughs> so we got this thing where like, there's an ongoing tally where like people will say their guesses, and we've got like pretty similar between like Peru and Argentina that yeah. people want to go to. Oh, <laughs> so no. I, maybe I've made it a competition that doesn't exist, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my bad. But it's okay, whatever. This is your authentic answer. I'd I settle give for one a trip to Argentina. With Michelle. <laughs> yeah, Michelle's awesome, yeah. and Argentina's awesome. So for sure, but I do really want to go to Argentina. So, <laughs> um, yeah, that's it. Really. Wonderful. Will and Abby. Um, I really want to go paragliding, um, oh, and yeah. I never. We lived um, by the ocean, and this cliff that would just like drop off, and it would be right by the you ocean. Never do that. Huh? I never did it. It was just us. And it was really really disappointing uh, to me because I wanted to... um, uh, I wanted to do it so bad before I left, but the last year I was there... um, Everything shut down. Yeah, everything shut down. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, so, I mean, I don't know how dangerous it it is to be, like, in the air. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Like, a hundred feet above the ground where everyone else is. Yeah, Yeah, but... uh, (laughs) um, but I wasn't able to do it, uh, and so whenever I go back to Peru, um, that's going to be something that I make sure I do. That's yeah. Awesome. So yeah, I, paragliding. I, I, I oh, that's a good one. I nope, also want to do that. <laughs> yeah, you gotta be. Oh, you gotta pick your own one. Um, I've not accepted. <laughs> I, I think I was talking about this with Hannah last night, but when I go back, I do want to go to Iquitos mm-hmm. and try the the cooked grub. Oh, really? Yeah. Hey. I, I do want to say Abby, that I, I wanted, that I did Abby that. You just unlocked a new so, level of adventure yeah. that I did not yeah. realize was inside you. She didn't do it last time. I, yeah. I chickened out last time, I will admit. It, 
Will did it, and Cooked, cooked I was grub. very jealous. For those, so. of, for those <laughs> of you wondering yeah. what we're talking about, imagine uh, when Kronk is at that diner, oh, when, <laughs> when they're at the diner in, in Emperor's New Groove, okay, and they, like, hit the little bug, and it, like, opens up with all, like, the worms. <laughs> it's exactly like that, yeah. but smaller. I mean, but it's, they, a, it's, it's a literally palm, that. It's a palm yeah. larva yeah. it, from the disgusting. Amazon, and they're, they're, like, big caterpillars, and they yeah. roast them on a stick. So some of you probably have eaten them before. Yeah. But uh, I did not. And unlike Abby, I really am not trying to. I'm, I'm good. Will and I. Will and I have got it. I, 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 I ate a cooked one, not a live one. Uh, so next time. You what? I ate, a, I ate a cooked one, oh. not a live so one. So you can eat uh, a cooked so one or a live one that's yeah. actually like crawling. would you want crawling? Yeah. Why would you want to eat the a live one? bug? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Just for the. You can get the protein with it cooked. Not if you're stuck know, in the middle so, of the Amazon. You don't uh, got no fire. Yeah, so rinse next, that baby off. So next time, next time I have the chance. Next, when Abby's doing it, I'll eat a live one. Uh, and give, make myself a real man. <laughs> All right, Anthony, you got one for us. Come on over. Yeah, I'm gonna make sure I uh, I definitely rep Peru mm-hmm. on this podcast. Thank so, you, Anthony. Um, I did. I was blessed to do a bunch of traveling when I was in Peru. Uh, one of the places I did not get to go was Arequipa, and mm-hmm. it's beautiful. Yeah, I was looking at pictures while I was there, counting down the days until I got to go. Um, just never got to go, so it's on my bucket list to go back to Arequipa, do some up, hiking. Up in the mountains. Up it's in the, the, the white stone city, I think is what they call it. It's a beautiful white like stone. Everything is everything's made of like beautiful white stone. It's abs- It's really gorgeous. Yeah. It's gorgeous. There's gorgeous architecture. I think there's a bunch of volcanoes around there. Yeah. So I definitely need to go back, do some hiking, eat some good food. Um, mm. Yeah. They probably have hot awesome. Springs. I didn't bribe him, Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> no, so you we did bribe him. Yes. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm I'm I kidding. did. Well, I did give him a cannoli. I'll you later. I did give him a cannoli the other day, so that maybe that was <laughs> all right. Well, uh, so one thing that I will say that I've really enjoyed about being with you guys is our worship times, and um, you know, we we come together and everything is just the way that it was, and mm-hmm. so uh, I'm so thankful for all of you and and what you mean to me, and you know, I love being with you. So, and uh, I'm thankful for the time that we get to worship together and to pray together. And I encourage you to do that with your siblings and with those around you. Um, Press in and enjoy your diversity, but also the things that make you alike. And and press into the Lord with them. And uh, I've really enjoyed doing that with you this week. So, love you guys. And uh, I love you, all of my wonderful LACMKs. And uh, we will talk to you on the next episode. Ciao. Ciao. Bye. Bye.